previously on Growing Up Gilmore. And we all know who loves to honk outside of the Gilmore Girls' house. (laughs) Get out here, Rory. I got you something. I I don't know. It felt like it was missing a mark a little bit. Yeah, it was boring. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) it. But to the family, she was known as Katie. (laughs) Okay. That's a lot of names. Please don't call me Big Patty. Yeah, no, (laughs) I'm okay. everyone this is Amy and this is Elise and we are growing up Gilmore we are so excited this week because we have a very special guest I know we have talked about Jenny a few times in different episodes but Jenny is with us today hello pleasure (laughs) she's like I feel like I'm watching like a live recording of the podcast it is it's real life this is what they look like it's in real life (laughs) is this real life So we are doing um, season two, episode 13, A Tisket, A Tasket. And I picked this one for Jenny. We picked this one a long time ago and we said, Jenny, this is the one we Mm -hmm. want you to do because it's so cute. We each made our own basket that we will reveal and explain at during our town meeting. Um, But so much happens in this episode. It's a fun one to like gush and dish and be like, oh. You know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm super excited. And I'm also curious who wrote and directed it because I didn't look and I have a feeling it's both of the Paladinos. You're wrong. I'm wrong. Okay. Tell me. Tell me. So the director is Robert Berlinger. Okay. He will, this is his first episode. Uh, We've never had him before. He will go on to direct two more episodes, but that's in season six. Oh, okay. Um, He has directed for The Golden Girls. Okay. Sybil. Uh, Weeds. Arrested (gasps) Development. You love Weeds. I do. There's my Weeds girl. I do. Yeah. I love Weeds too. (laughs) Original Arrested Development? Mm-hmm. Okay. Grey's Anatomy, Parenthood. So another another Lauren Graham. Oh, yep. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and Wizard Wizards of Waverly Place is what he's best known for, which is oh. our Selena yeah. Gomez. Third Rock from the Sun. So, I love you know, Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good okay. one. Okay. And then our director is Amy, or I mean sorry, our writer is Amy Sherman Palladino. Okay. Um my fun fact is a quote. She, Amy has been quoted. She said, I think every writer has to got, has got to direct. If you don't direct, you can't protect your work. The only way to ensure that it's going to be as close as possible to what you put down on paper and what you see and hear in your head is to do, is to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why she always has Dan. Probably. The two of them work so well together. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I think that's true for anything, mm-hmm. but also speaking as a control freak myself, yep. that's a great way to have control of everything, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you get to have your finger in all the pots, then, if you're the writer and director and, you know, you look at, like, everything. Like, when we directed the high school stuff, it was, mm-hmm. we did it all. So I 
had like the exact image that I wanted yeah. every time. Yeah, I think like no matter what, like if you're reading something or writing something, it's going to translate to or watching something, it's going to translate different for each person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I could watch, we, we do this all the time, like we'll watch something on this show and then you'll see it one way and I see it another. Right. And that can just easily happen with directing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I assume. Yeah, this episode, directing-wise, is interesting because there's so many different storylines going on, but I don't necessarily feel like it it transitions seamlessly. No, you don't. No. Um, but we can talk about it as, like, we go sure. back and forth because there are some mm-hmm. scenes that are, like, two minutes long, and yeah. then it just cuts to the next scene, and that scene's longer, and then it cuts again. Mm-hmm. And it just seems it just, like a lot of unfolding like going yes, on, like a lot of... Like, exactly. It's happening. Yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> this is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening, and it's like, okay, but I haven't, like, just, I haven't processed this other thing yet. Like, yeah. give me a scene to breathe, <laughs> please. But, I mean, we just got done saying the last two episodes felt like nothing. Yeah. And now this episode is like a massive bomb going off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the pacing is weird in comparison to the last two. And is it mm-hmm. almost to do like you brought this up as the winter episodes are already done. Mm-hmm. The Tasket is spring and spring is kind of like that. Everything's coming alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I think there could you, be a, song. You got a lot of things blooming mm-hmm. and it's. Mm-hmm. The mating season. Mm-hmm. Love is in the air. Spring is. Ooh. I mean, that's why all the duck things I mean, come along. Yeah, true. True, true, true. <laughs> I like it so excited yeah. to see those little baby ducks. I know. Yeah. So I think that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, should we get started? Mm-hmm. There's lots of drama. Let's. <laughs> the tea is hot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This episode starts with a beautiful panning of the town with this lovely chatter between Lorelai and Rory, almost as like they're telling a story kind of while we're going through the town and seeing it's all decorated. It looks so cute. And we find out that they're in Dozie's market trying to pick a basket because we find out it's the bid a basket to raise money for the bridge. And this is the bridge, I think, that Jess was pushed yeah, off Yeah, of. Jess was pushed off of. So um, I just love seeing the town all decorated. I mm. think when they go that extra mile to, like, throw their festivals and stuff, it, like, really brings you mm-hmm. in to that ha- world. Has this ever opened like this before where they did the voiceover? Yeah. Remember when they did um, the Starcross Lovers? And Miss Patty's telling the story about how the town yes. came yep. to be. And okay. I loved that. I mm-hmm. thought that was a really sweet choice. Um, so mm-hmm. direction-wise, I did like this choice mm-hmm. to not just start us right in the market. Yeah, we have the exterior shot. Yeah. yeah. And the so sign can, just kind of set you up for what we're about to yeah, see. Or the a showing, hint. not telling. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But... Um, They can't decide on a basket because they obviously are not going to be filling the basket with a bunch of, like, wonderful foods. It's, you're going to get what you get. 
Yeah. And uh, it might just be what's left over in the refrigerator. Mm. And that's fine. That's the, that's the girls. <laughs> and they're like, these are too big. This gives the wrong idea. Like, we don't want to set high expectations. Let's pick something <laughs> small and sweet. Mm-hmm. And Rory says she's going to go look in the back. And Lorelai's like, fine. She walks up to Miss Patty and um, they have this little exchange. Miss Patty says she bought her basket weeks ago and she doesn't need a husband, but she wants a husband again. So that would be like the fifth one, I think, if she were to remarry. Mm. Um, and she's going through her wallet and she asks Lorelai if she has any change for a dollar. And Miss Patty makes this great or excuse me, Lorelai makes this great joke where she's like, oh, are you going to give it, put it in a guy's G-string? And Miss Patty's like, a quarter? That would be insulting. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. But (laughs) as she is like digging through her wallet, she drops something out of her wallet and Lorelai picks it up and she's like, this is a picture of me. And Miss Patty's like, oh, is it? And she's like, yeah. She's like, it's a nice picture. And Lorelai's like, why do you have a picture of me? And she's like, um, I'm a stalker. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. And we all know why Miss Patty has a picture of Lorelai. Like, you don't need even, even need to explain it. But she would be like the ultimate wing woman, I think. Like, Miss Patty would really talk you up. Oh, but she'd be setting you up with people you're not interested in. Yeah. You should be like, ooh, he looks tasty. Here, you should have him. Like, like, no, your tasty is not my... He's a doctor. Yeah. (laughs) Like, our tasty is not the same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Different tastes of tasty. Yes. (laughs) But I just... (sighs) Miss Patty. So she says, oh, I just needed a visual to go with all of the things that I say to like really talk you up to these men. And Lorelai's like, you don't have to do that. Like, please don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then at that point we cut to Rory who is talking with Dean because Dean works at the market and they're in the back. And, um, Dean says she needs to pick a small basket or she's looking for a smaller basket And he asks if Taylor is behind him, and no. So they start kissing in the market. And then suddenly we hear this, like, crinkling, like, chip bag crinkling. And they turn around, and it's Jess standing there watching them make out in the market. Like, in the blue Gatorades behind his head. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm so thirsty. (laughs) Because remember the beginning of this show, all of the food was, like, this off-brand stuff. And now we're starting to get, like, real branding in the grocery store. Little product placement. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yeah. But they, he's, like, trying to get the super glue. And Dean is standing in front of it. So Dean gives it to him. And Jess walks away. He goes, as you were. He doesn't need super glue. No. No. And <laughs> they s- start kissing, whatever. And then he says, you should grab that basket. It's a small one. After he erupts about Jess even just being alive. And I'm like, okay, just chill. He's like, well, he's here. And he's like breathing. Okay. Your jealousy showing just mm-hmm. a little bit. 
Yeah. I think you can sense those vibes, though, that Jess is, I mean, Jess is definitely stepping over some boundaries uh-huh. there. Yeah. But he yeah. enjoys it, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, let's not say that Rory doesn't enjoy it, because I think there's a part of Rory that's like, mm-hmm. this is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he tells her to grab a small basket. Because he doesn't want to pay for it. Right? That's I think the implication so. is that he doesn't, he doesn't have the money yeah. to pay for this like extravagant basket. Or maybe he's hoping that no one else will bid against it because it's, it's so small, small and yeah. like But notice that he like actually points to the basket mm-hmm. and then when he walks away, Jess comes back. Mm-hmm. And I think Jess was watching oh. for which basket <gasps> yeah. was Rory's. Yes. Totally. Mm-hmm. So he already had this plan in motion. Oh, and I think that he was listening to them too. Absolutely. Like he knew, he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to have to outbid Dane. And mm-hmm. like, Dane doesn't have a lot of money because, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Really? He knew what he was doing. <laughs> he, he, a thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to yeah. lay that out there. He knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Rory does make a case, Rory does make a case to Dean saying, like, I wish you could just start over and be friends. But it's like, Rory, you are not that naive to not understand that your boyfriend doesn't want to be friends with another guy who is clearly interested in you. Right. Like, you are well read enough to know that that never works out. Mm hmm. And you got to wake up, girl. Yeah. You got to wake up. So, I don't know. But Rory turns around. Jess is there. And she's like, oh, my God, you're everywhere. And Mm -hmm. and then he says, oh, it's a two-for-one deal. So he grabs the glue and goes. And it's like, what are you doing with that? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't need glue I could either. See, but I it's could see brewing. him like gluing like quarters on yeah. the sidewalk, you know, like something stupid like, like that. High school. Totally. Yeah. There's quarters all over our high school like, floor. Put them in the ceiling or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. So like people can see them but can't like pick them up. Yeah. I could see it. So, but that's where our opening scene ends. So already some juicy stuff bubbling at this point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's going to go somewhere fun. All right. We are at the Independence Inn. Lorelai is taking calls and she gets this envelope that has resumes and headshots from three of the men that Miss Patty has decided to set her up with. And I want to know what you think Miss Patty's like guidelines would be for choosing a man for Lorelai. If she would sleep with them herself. <laughs> yeah, true. I think that's like okay. her guideline. What do you mm-hmm. think? That's her only guideline? Yes. Just if she would sleep with them? Yeah, but, but that's anyone. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's fair. She's yeah. hitting on Kirk. True. What like I think? said, I think it's just like a level of tastiness like we were talking about where it's just like... Yeah. Mm. Oh, he's... oh. He's good looking. She's good looking. Oh, they should be together. Yeah. You know, I was Lorelai's age. Yeah. Maybe she's trying to like relive through Lorelai. Cause Probably. I mean, I'm sure she had her time. Oh, and I'm sure. She was the town tart or whatever. The town tart. <laughs> <laughs> she's toting. Toting those tarts. I love that. <laughs> 
I see that too. Yeah, yeah totally. Oh, yeah, and then I wonder what the what picture she would show them. Like, where did she get a picture of Lorelai? Maybe she. Took I feel like it. she cut Rory out. It's like a picture oh, of her and Rory. Yeah. yeah. And cut Rory out. Yeah. Because I can't see Lorelai just having a picture by herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so a glam- just like glamour shots. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I never had glamour shots done. Me I either. wanted them. Yeah. I wish you could get them. <laughs> we should. Or we could just set it up at, like, make our own studio. Like, <gasps> yeah. we talked about those ugly sweaters. We like, did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. We should. Yeah. I would love oh, that. Oh, the glam of it all. I can't imagine. But Lorelai mentions two of the men have done the running with the bulls. Mm. That is, like, an impressive accomplishment. Very adventurous. Assuming they did not get injured while Mm -hmm. doing it. And also, like, really weird that two of them did it. I know. (laughs) Yeah. And then one has seen Ghostbusters 124 times. Score. Score. (laughs) Yeah. Can you say score? (laughs) Like, Lorelai. Like, no. No. I mean, at least Miss Patty, like, had the decency to have them fill out, like, a questionnaire. That's Mm. really weird. (laughs) It's Mm. weird, but maybe those men are desperate. Yeah. You know? I kind of feel like Lorelai's type is, like... Men that are slightly unreachable, you yes. know, like she likes a, a challenge a little bit, and mm-hmm. then when it gets serious, then it's like, then, Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. this isn't gonna work. What, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. But she decides she's got to go call Miss Patty, and Jackson comes in. Suki makes him cover his eyes because she's working on her basket, and turns him around so he can't see the contents of the basket. And he says he's there because his landlord called and his lease is up. And before he'd renewed his lease, he wanted to talk to Suki first. And she's like, about what? (laughs) And he's like, renewing my lease. Like, should I renew my lease? And she's like, well, you do have a nice kitchen. And then she talks about the house across the street. And he's like, forget the details. Should I renew my lease? And she's like, I don't see why not. Clearly, like, trying to ask, like, should we move in together? Mm-hmm. And Suki is just not getting it. And it's a little out of character, I think, for Suki to not, like, be following what's going on. Because mm-hmm. like, she always seems like she knows what Lorelai is feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But But, I wonder if it's just her focus was so on, like, that basket and making it perfect. I don't know. Well, he's just, like, straight up being vague about it. And I don't know. I kind of get the sense of avoidance. So it's like if he doesn't, like, straight out say it, then she may just kind of be like, oh, what? What? Because it just seems like there's this tone in her. She's just like, hmm? Oh, yes. Nice house. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm." And it just, I don't know. It kind of doesn't seem like... A real conversation is happening. It just seems like they're just being avoidant on it. Yeah. So do you, you don't think that she knows though, that he wants to move in? I think that she has like some sense of it. Like, you know, I mean, I don't want to like go too forward. Like, yeah. yeah, Cause we can talk more about that as it goes on. But I do think this is a great example of Suki showing that she may not have like a neurotypical brain. Mm, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like kind of all over the place. Yeah. And like, 
I know if I'm really like working on something and Brand is like talking to me and then suddenly it goes quiet, mm-hmm. I'm like, I think you just asked me a question and I'm yeah. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. what's what's going on? And so I don't know if it's some of that element to it as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So he wants to move in. She didn't pick up on that. And he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll go renew my lease then. And she's like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) So poor Jackson. Mm. But it's like, just come out and say it. Use your big boy words. Yeah, use your big boy words. They're in there. (laughs) But like, he couldn't even ask Sookie out. Like, she had to be the one. And then Mm -hmm. he couldn't even like, once they did get the settled, like, we're going to go on a date, it took him forever to, like, even do that because he wouldn't ask her out on, like, right. mm-hmm. an yeah. actual date. This has, like, very similar vibes to, like, how Bryn and I started. Mm-hmm. Like, very slow. Like, I don't want to fully admit that I'm, like, obsessed with you yet. Mm-hmm. And I would be the same way. And so I'd just be like do you even like me? And he's like, I'm obsessed with you. You know what I mean? Like you just, yeah. it takes them time yeah. to yeah. get there. I know John and I were definitely the same way where it's like, after like a week, we're like, what are we? You know, we've been hanging out with each other every single day. And mm-hmm. even when he proposed to me, it was like, so we've been together for five years. You know, that's that's a whole hand. So, you know, it's just like, and then he was definitely doing the Jackson where it's just like, so, you know, I was thinking, you know, like we should, uh, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you trying to say? Like, <laughs> Yep, exactly. Are you promise? Is it a promise? What is it? Yeah, exactly. And then you're just kind of, like, waiting for them to say it. <laughs> well, it's, like, nervous, too, like, when yeah. you're making a big thing like that. It's, oh, like, you don't want to push the other person right, away. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's really what I think it is, is they're kind of scared of pushing each other away. They're afraid yeah. to lose each other. Yeah, completely. I just think it's just the sweetest thing. Yeah, yeah it's so I sweet. They're, so, they're actually very, like, their relationship is very easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even though it seems complicated communication-wise, it's just that they have a very... Yeah. Well, and then when you put work involved, too, that yeah. complicates things. Yeah. <laughs> they take their jobs so seriously. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I love this side story in this episode. It's very sweet, and it just warms my heart. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are walking the streets of Stars Hollow. Rory and Lorelai are interrupted by Lane with a huge basket. And she has come up with this entire scheme to get Henry there and says she asked her cousin to come bid on the basket her mother made that has homemade granola, wheatgrass juice, and soy chicken tacos. Yeah, I don't know what soy chicken is. I'm assuming it's just soy on top of chicken. Like soy sauce? Or is it like an alternative to chicken? Maybe. It could be an alternative to chicken, too. Are they vegan? Oh, yeah, maybe. You're probably right. (laughs) Well, she is very, like, health conscious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She has asked her cousin to bid on her basket, and when they go to the park, there's a payphone by the park that Henry will call at 2 o'clock to get the all clear. Then she will pay her cousin $20 to leave. <laughs> and Henry will come and they will have their first official date. 
And in the basket, she has like meatball sandwiches and um, makeup, makeup remover and three temporary tattoos. And Lorelai says, because four would be trashy. (laughs) But what is like, what is the purpose of the temporary tattoos? Like Henry's already seen her yeah. without tattoos. <laughs> but Maybe I think she'd be like sexy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makeup, everything, just Maybe doesn't quite know if he's what he's into yet and just wants to look the part that she yeah. thinks. But. Yeah. I mean she is very much at the age where it's like you mold yourself to be who you think that person wants you to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not like your own person mm-hmm. yet. Um but I just I just want Lane to be happy. I know. And this episode is really hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it really shows her over planning just because of her mom. And like, you know, like, so she brings the makeup and brings everything because she has to over plan Mm -hmm. everything. And Mm -hmm. also, like, I like the this dynamic because I have such a problem with how controlled Lane is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like when you highly control a child... You're basic, and then this is what she's doing. She's like sneaking behind her mom. So you're basically teaching your kids to lie. Yeah. I mean, not that she wants her to lie, but she's mm-hmm. now, she's like, she's learning how to sneak around, right. which is, I don't mm-hmm. think, a great quality to like live by because then that mm-hmm. starts to leak over into other parts of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it brings up an interesting thing because then Lorelai, when Lane walks away, Lorelai says, oh, I remember the days of hiding a boy from my mom and kind of talks about mm-hmm. all of this. And it's like, that's a little bit of foreshadowing. Yep. Because. And like, even like the look on Rory's face seems a little like. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of lying about a boy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's funny because I think Lorelai just believes like she is in the clear with Rory. Like, oh, yeah nothing's going to mm-hmm. go wrong. Like Rory's going to stay sweet and naive forever. And she's going to tell her everything. Yeah. But we already know that's not the case. There's mm-hmm. been many things that Rory has not told Lorelai. Mm-hmm. And, um, this episode kind of shows Lorelai realizing that Rory is not perfect. Mm-hmm. And she's dealing with that, The apple in the tree, the temptation of Jess. And I don't blame her. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have come to the big part of the episode. Um, And when we were watching it last night, Bryn was like, I didn't realize the bidding happened so quickly. I was like, yeah, because there's so much drama after the bidding. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just get to the juicy stuff right away. Um, they start bidding Lane's imaginary basket. I shouldn't say imaginary. Her pretend basket. That her mom made. Yes, yeah. that her mom made. Goes up right away. And her cousin bids $5. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor goes, do I have $10? And Kirk goes, I'll bid $10. And then Mrs. Lane looks at him like, <laughs> what are you doing? She like looks like the velociraptor. Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yeah, she's like, he's like, ah, that's withdrawn and takes (laughs) away his bid. So it goes to $5 for the cousin. Which I think is like, okay, so how are we setting this up here where it's like, it's her cousin. So it's family 
And it's just like, yeah. yeah, he's standing in a different spot. And it's just like, this is supposed to be the sneaky thing. I'm like, so you want your daughter to go on a date with her cousin? I'm like, you, and you I don't know. I'm like, yeah. why is he standing so far away then? Like, <laughs> Well, and also, like, <laughs> it's really weird. It's weird. So weird. But also, why is Kirk... <laughs> Why is Kirk bidding on a teenager's basket? I don't think he's really there for the date. He's just there for the baskets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. He doesn't care about the date. No. No. He's like, I just I just want a basket. Tisket, tasket. I want that basket. <laughs> <laughs> but I love when Rory's basket goes up and Taylor's like, uh, let's start the bidding at $3 because he knows it's a Gilmore basket. <laughs> There's going to be nothing good in there. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, oh my God. So the bidding war starts. Dean says he'll bid $5 because he wants to overbid the $3. And Lorelai's like, oh, he's good. He's good. And then all of a sudden we hear $10 and we turn around and it's Jess. Of course. And this starts a bidding war, a literal bidding war, but then also a figurative bidding war of who is going to win her attention for the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And this kind of sets up this thing where you start to see Rory kind of go against what she would have originally done. Like, if she really loved Dean the way she says she does, mm-hmm. she would have said, screw tradition. Yeah. Like, that's my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I want to be there for him. Yeah. Just be like, oh, I guess I'll go tell my boyfriend and calm him down. It's so yeah. silly. Why would he feel this way? Also, how does Jess have, like, $90? I mean, I guess he works for Luke and yeah. doesn't really spend it on anything, but it's kind of like, really? $90 yeah, to hang out with Rory? Yeah, he's not working at Walmart yet. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I'm guessing it's just from working at the diner. Yeah. But, and he also, well, he returned that money, never mind. Because didn't he steal the tip jar or something from Mm -hmm. Dozies or whatever? Hoodlum. Yeah, the nice hoodlum (laughs) in the back. (laughs) But I, yeah, this sets up a really interesting dynamic between Rory, Dean, and Jess to the point where you're like... Okay, who's in the wrong here? Mm-hmm. Because there's this whole vibe going on, and it's like a literal representation of what Rory is feeling. Mm-hmm. Like she is feeling torn, but I think she wants the time with Jess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Just... what were her and Dean gonna do? Sit and eat the basket in the gazebo, and that's it. But mm-hmm. Jess turned it into a, an entire day. And we can Mm -hmm. talk about it when we get there, but, like, I just think we got to think about, like, who's in the right here. Mm -hmm. It almost seems like one cares too much and one isn't caring enough or isn't, like, overreacting or Mm -hmm. reacting enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it brings up the whole dynamic with Lorelai and Rory, too, where Mm -hmm. she's, like... You know, go after Dean because his feelings are probably really hurt. Mm-hmm. But Lorelai doesn't push her one way or another either Mm-mm. until after it's said and done. She doesn't quite see it yet. I right. Think. 
Right. Yeah. So I don't know. But as we continue on, the the tension is just going to build. So we have this scene. So Rory's going to talk to Dean and he's like, it ends with him saying he's going to kill Jess. Yeah. (laughs) It's extreme. It's very extreme. But, you know, hold me back. I'm going to kill him. Hold me back. (laughs) I'm not going to fight you, man, because I'd kill you. you. God. I play Dean. Let's talk for a second. Yeah. You have anger issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's very evident that when he gets jealous, his immediate reaction is to kill a person. Yeah. It's like, okay. Somebody's jealous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think the whole fact that Dean feeds into it mm-hmm. feeds Jess. Oh, Jess loves it. He loves yeah. every moment of this. Yeah. Yep. He knows it's working. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because as soon as he was done bidding on that basket, he had that, like, shit-eating grin on his face where he was like, yeah, I know what I just did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And he <laughs> he is, like, assuming that Rory's going to just follow the tradition. Like, I paid for the basket. Mm-hmm. I get the date. Mm-hmm. And I think he knows she wants to go, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So this is the only way he can get Rory on a date mm-hmm. is to buy her time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if I should ask this question or if I should save it for later. Okay, save it for later. Okay. Because there's still a lot more to unfold. It's like, I have a question, a big question about this whole dynamic, but. Okay. Maybe we'll save it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's save it for after their date. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 (laughs) All right. We are at the aftermath of the bidding war. And like Elise said, it basically starts right away with Dean saying, like, I'm going to kill that guy. And Dean and Rory are having this back and forth about how he's upset. He doesn't think that she should go, that Dean or Jess is like a bad influence, whatever. And Jess comes up from behind and says, shall we? And he's like, what? And he's like, go on our date. Like, person who buys the basket gets the date you were the person who didn't have enough money Mm -hmm. and Elise goes well how much money did you think he had and I was like I bet he Mm -hmm. had a lot of money oh I'm very curious yeah let the bidding go on Mm -hmm. (laughs) well and I think he probably knew too that Dean didn't have Oh, yeah. A lot. I mean if if Dean wanted to do an extra dig he could have just kept going and then said okay so it was like two hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How far will he go? Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's crazy. But it becomes very clear that Rory is feeling torn, mm-hmm. and she says, "You know, I'm gonna go. It's tradition." And he's like, "Buck tradition." And you know, if this was an adult show, yeah. he would say, "Fuck tradition." <laughs> I know. I was like, "Is that what?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Book tradition. <laughs> I was like, and Rory's you. like, you know my family. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. And she's like, we love tradition. Like that's our thing, and it's we're just gonna go and and have our picnic, and then it'll be over. And then she says, "What do you think will happen?" And Jess says, "I want it." Or no, excuse me. And Dean's like, "Well, I." And Jess goes, no, I'd like to hear the answer to this, too. Mm. So he knows 
And he's really playing with Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Like I'm under <laughs> your skin. Everything's going to plan. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, Dean like storms off. He's like, "Fine, go." And Rory runs after him, and she goes, "I would never do anything to hurt you." And he says, "Well, this is hurting me." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like. Would you do it then if your partner was just like, you're hurting me. This is hurting me. And yet she's, I'm like, are you that aloof? Are you like. She's not. There's no way. She wants to go have lunch with Jess. She wants to go hang out with them. They're, they have similar interests. Something is growing there. There's like a level of curiosity, I think, mm-hmm. with Rory where she's like, I, I want to know what this person is about. Like, I'm very curious. She likes to see the good side in people. And Mm -hmm. she's Jess has started to, you know, show her that side, that there is a different side to him, an intelligent side, too. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, where is this going? Mm -hmm. Can't wait to see how this turns out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I feel for Dean Mm -hmm. because and we give Dean a lot of shit, like Mm -hmm. a lot of shit. But I don't think he was trying to be manipulating by saying, like, this is hurting me. Like, please don't go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was him being genuinely insecure and sharing his feelings. Yeah. And Rory just being like, well, it's tradition, so I'll see you when it's over. And Dean's not crazy. Like, Jess is is getting... Yes, he's playing it, and Dean knows it. And then Rory's like, la, 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 what? You know, yeah. it's just like, uh, there's a little bit of gaslighting going on there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Completely. Completely. Right. No, you're just silly. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least you're awfully quiet. Oh, yeah. I just keep on thinking, like, should I just bring it up now? Yeah, just bring it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so, please. like, I think we're all, like, sitting here, most of us, and we're like, oh, Jess, he's coming in. It's so cool. And, like kind of hot that he's being like like this you mm-hmm. know trying to get Rory mm-hmm. but like God, I keep on saying like every second but so if this was reversed and like think of it like if there was if a girl was doing this mm-hmm. being the one that tries to come in and then take the guy mm-hmm. I feel like we would hate on her mm-hmm. so much it was very true mm-hmm. and yeah. Do you think that that there's something to that? Like, as an audience member, should we not like Jess as much because of this? Well, I don't think, even, like, looking, putting gender aside, mm-hmm. I don't think what Jess is doing is right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very problematic. Mm-hmm. And... But we love it. But we love it. And I think... Yeah, I don't know. That's it's messed it, up because I know yeah. if a girl was doing this, oh, I'd yeah. be like, oh, she drives me crazy. Well, I think like... And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that's right. No. No, yeah. But also like women seem to have more of that like, I know what she's doing. And like, you know, of course, then they're just like, well, I will find out. Because I mean, mm-hmm. nowadays and in internet and stuff, you can just look all that up. But mm-hmm. like yeah. women just know too and don't let that aside. And here it's just kind of like... Well, it's happening, but maybe Dean doesn't know how to explain that yet. Well, he's like trying to, but mm-hmm. she's not really. Yeah, she doesn't have it. the words yet. Yeah, to, she's yeah. just kind of. I don't know because it's. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's, it's, yeah, it's hard because like if it was Rory bidding yeah. on the mm-hmm. baskets and it was like what if she had to pick to bid on Dean's basket or Jess's basket who would she pick and if she picked Jess we'd be like well she's a bitch yeah. for mm-hmm. picking somebody who's not her boyfriend mm-hmm. and but really is she picking you know yeah it's it's a difficult yeah. scenario well, she just doesn't seem that like oh no why why did he do that she's like Oh, yeah, okay, well, I guess I better go talk to Dean about it, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't seem to be upsetting her, but... Well, yeah. and is I that don't she doesn't care about, like, that Dean's upset? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and part of me is wondering, is that an acting choice? Mm-hmm. Or is that how it was written? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I wonder that a lot in this show, especially because... This is Al- her first thing yeah. ever, so mm-hmm. it's like, she doesn't have a lot... To like base her yeah. like acting off of, you know? So it's like when she acts disappointed, sometimes I wonder if really it should be more frustration rather mm-hmm. than disappointment. Mm-hmm. And like also, we gotta think too, sometimes directors will give you, I've certainly had this, and especially if you're doing different takes over and over, mm-hmm. play it this way. They'll say, mm-hmm. play it this emotion, play it this emotion. Mm-hmm. So it could just be also like a director's choice to be like, I mean, when you think about their delivery, yeah. yeah. When you think about their delivery, it's very bop, 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 bop. You know, like there isn't a lot of like flow it's yeah. to when they're speaking, and it's just, yeah. So I don't know. I think I, combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I mean, what are both. your thoughts, Elise? What on, do you think? On what? On your question. I don't know. I It makes me feel like... I just know that if it was Rory and it was like Dean's basket up there and a girl came in and she was bidding on, like, upping mm-hmm. Rory, I'd be like, oh, mad. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's... I don't yeah. know if I have an answer for yeah. it. I just think that it's like something that... For like how much I hate on Dean, mm-hmm. this is pretty shitty. Yeah, no, yeah. It's coming in and like swooping in. Yeah, yeah. this could have definitely it's gone different. Like but it. do we like the idea of Jess and Rory together? That do do we feel like they have more chemistry? You know, yes. that maybe we're just like sick of Dean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where, I think that's. Part I don't of like it. what you're doing, but I I, I like what's kind of forming here. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it goes with like. When I first watched this, I was like, what, 11, 12? Mm -hmm. And seeing somebody, like, pining for this girl who was very similar to me as a child, being like, oh, my gosh, like, somebody wants her. Like, (laughs) you know, how cool is this that there are two men that are, like, in love with her? Mm -hmm. And I think... There are people that hate Jess for this very reason, and rightfully so, for a lot of reasons. But I think it's it kind of boils down to that like mysterious like Are you into mysterious guys? Are you into you know what kind of guy are you into? Mm -hmm. And I think if it wasn't the protagonist coming in. And bidding on the basket. Like, if it was a different character, we would just automatically assume that person is the antagonist. Because Mm -hmm. it's like, they're the villain if they're coming in. And Jess looks like the villain here. Mm -hmm. But because we know Jess and we know his situation, we know he doesn't come from, like, a stable 
good environment, mm-hmm. I think they kind of pull at the heartstrings first. Yeah. So then when they drop the villain bomb, it doesn't it Hit explode like as much as it yeah. would have if he would have just rolled into town and started bidding on her basket. And yeah. I think, too, there is, like, I think he would have bid on her basket whether she was with Dean or not. Yeah. You know what I think? That makes a big difference, too. Mm-hmm. He just, like, really likes her. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. is a connection. But... Well, and like we yeah. said, this was his only way he was going to get time with her. Mm-hmm. So he saw his opportunity and he took it. He's just like, I give zero bucks. <laughs> zero, zero bucks. bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he didn't. He just gave buck off. 80 bucks? <laughs> yeah, he gave he 90 gave eight, bucks. 90 bucks. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. He really bucked up this situation. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. A bucket of bucket. Mother bucker. Yeah. Mother bucker. I just, I, yeah, I feel, I feel so bad for Dean here. And this is. I would be like, she doesn't like me. Yeah. I'd be Mm -hmm. like, she likes I would be fully convinced that something was going to happen Mm -hmm. on that date. And I would have no relationship after it. And I think this is kind of where we get to see Rory ignoring her, like, good girl instincts and Mm -hmm. deciding, no, I'm going to give this person a chance, but we're just friends. He's just a nice guy. We just have a lot in common. And it's like, what do you think dating a person is? Yeah. Well, I mean, she's so young too. And just like the dating world. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't even like, even though she's very mature for her age, it's like, she doesn't know what she wants. And it's very normal. Yeah. I remember like being younger and liking being able to like, I do this now. I'm like, how was I able to like so many people when I was younger? Mm-hmm. Right. Now it's not like that. Yeah, it's like no. rare if mm-hmm. I'm like even slightly interested in a person. Yeah. But like when you're that age, it's easier to slide into like liking somebody else. And then, then just comes. And I think that not only, I think she saw in Dean, this really handsome boy and Jess is another handsome boy, mm-hmm. but he like is on her same level. As yeah. far as like Dean is very like and, boy next door, yeah, and Jess is very like out of town stranger. Yeah. Do you think that's maybe like Rory, like the Lorelai in Rory, kind of yes. just yes. like coming out, you know, yes. where it's just like, well, you are your mother's daughter. Mm-hmm. Not to say that like Lorelai is bad, but it's kind of like that more adventurous. Mm-hmm. But she's not busting out because her mom's not holding her back. Yeah, I, again, I'm just like I just. Want to go forward? It's so much. I know. Yeah, because we get like a taste of that when she's having dinner with Emily, and when you're like, (gasps) I know. It's it's so Lorelai that she has two men pining after her, Mm -hmm. and we'll see it later on with like Lane, Mm -hmm. where she's just like Lane doesn't even want to talk to her because she's like I don't want to hear about all these men in love with you. Yeah, Yeah. you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They are very much like each other, and we're starting to see it. Yeah. Makes me excited. Season two, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> we have now reached the bidding on Suki's basket, and she made her basket out of bread. 
So it's not even a real basket. It is a literal bread basket mm. filled with goat cheese and pesto and a bunch of different things. And if I saw that basket, I would bid on it too. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm getting my money's worth on this baby. I mean, I probably wouldn't eat the basket because, you know, it's sitting on other things. Yeah, That's true. Maybe the inside. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't maybe know. Maybe she has it like on a pan. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Special coating. But (laughs) (laughs) the bidding starts and Kirk bids and then that random townie Andrew bids. And then he gets to a point and he's like, I can't bid any higher unless I know there's pie. And Taylor's like, there are no contingencies here. Like, you either want it or you don't. And Kirk then outbids himself. (laughs) And the whole time... Jackson's just sitting there, like, not making eye contact with Suki, even though at the beginning she was like, that's my basket. And then as the bidding goes, she's like, Jackson, like, you're not bidding on the basket. And it ends. Jackson walks off and Kirk wins. And she's like, what what's going on? And it is revealed that he is upset that she didn't want to live together And she goes, well, I hadn't really thought about it. And he's like, oh, well, my mistake then. And then she's like, I lied. I know. It's just not (laughs) even to walk away. He's just like, forget you. And she's like, I lied. Our bathroom is going to be pink. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And they just didn't want to ruin what they had. Mm -hmm. And it's very clear that they love each other so much that it's just... They weren't, they didn't want to be the first one to admit it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this is like a very real thing, a very true situation when you're just like, you connect, you know, the person and you're like, this is weird that we are connected like this and I don't know what to do about it. So I'm just going to kind of freak out internally for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of a communication problem going on here. Exactly. Exactly. But I think it's very sweet. They decide, all right, we'll move in together. They're not going to get sick of each other. And, um, I mean, he was basically already sleeping over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they had the whole episode with him in his pajamas. Yeah. So he was spending the night. So it's like. I feel like that's like usually the transition into like moving in with someone. Right. Is that you guys are always sleeping to, you know, at with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You're so basically like, living with each other. What? Yeah. What's the holdup at that point? Mm-hmm. Man, but, though, Jackson is so passive aggressive. And it's just like you're in a fight. And it's just like the last time they ended the scene together and the last time they were together. It's just it was like, oh, OK. And then now he's just like, oh, I'm just not going to do anything and she's like doesn't even know what's going on mm-hmm. yeah like uh, suki is oblivious yeah and jackson's just like okay just looking so off to the side what, was what do we do yeah just come on jackson you can do it get it together get it together man get it together they just i like that quote in um friends when monica and rachel are fighting because rachel's gonna move out and chandler's gonna move in and they make up at the end, Monica and Rachel. And then 
Monica goes, I have to live with a boy. (laughs) (laughs) That popped in my head last night when I was watching this. Yeah. I mean, it is an adjustment. That is absolutely true. (laughs) But I think they're just so sweet. I can't handle it. All right. We are at Lorelai's Basket, finally. And the bidding starts at $5, and it keeps going up and up and up. And she looks at this woman next to her, and she says, don't they know that all that's in there is two Pop-Tarts and a Slim Jim? And suddenly she puts together that all of these men bidding on the basket look familiar, and it's because they're the men that Miss Patty sent. Mm-hmm. And the she goes, the oh, applicants. Yeah, the applicants. <laughs> and... Um, Lorelai's like, are these the men? And she's like, that one over there is a snorkeler. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, this cannot happen. And she runs to the diner and tells Luke that he needs to bid on her basket. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. I don't take part in these stupid things that the town does. And she's like, but if, if no one bids on my basket, that's pathetic. And he's like, almost as pathetic as you being in here begging me to bid on your basket. And she says that that's a pathetic she can live with. Mm. And she pushes him out the door and they get there. The bidding is going by like 50 cent increments. And finally, Luke is like, I have 5250. And then one of the guys goes, we were only supposed to go to 50. So I'm wondering if Miss Patty gave them $50. Yeah. To cover, like, the cost of it just to get her on this date. It's $150 to 50, 50 a pop. Yeah. That would be my guess, at least. It's but funny how the Gilmore Girls baskets are gotten uh, very expensive I know. for very little. Things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Luke is like, I have a life. Like, let's keep this going. And he gets the basket or no, he hears the bidding, and he's like, all this for two Pop-Tarts and a Slim Jim? Like, he yeah, knew. He knows her so well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I I just love that. Yeah. Um, and then she makes a comment that women don't eat. They just look at food and jump on a treadmill. And it's like, um, actually, you and your daughter can really pack it away. So let's not... Let's not shame people yeah. for eating. Speaking of eating in this show, for, you know, obviously they eat cheeseburgers and stuff, but they never actually eat the food. It's, it's just like they order rare. it and then they go. I yeah. mean, this is a common thing with a lot of sitcoms, but it's just yeah. something I noticed, especially in this. I'm just like, you ordered it and you just left it because you had to go. I'm like, I only eat it. I think yeah, <laughs> I think I actually watched um, something on YouTube where they were talking to the cast, mm-hmm. and Lauren Graham said that when they first started filming, they would try to eat all the food, but oh. then they got to the point where they had to film the scene so much yeah. that they were so full. Oh, okay. So they had to like they have like a yeah. spit bucket or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that explains it later. Well, like when the they're coffee. eating with the Lorelai's mom and just taking these little baby bites. bites. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. And they're always eating salad at yeah. the mom's. And like it's always the first course we see. We don't yeah. ever see. Yeah. I'm sure they eat after because it's just like, they just kind of like, cause you see the vegetables on the plate and it's yeah. just like, you know, they didn't, they're not into that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I, I love that Luke knew what was in that basket. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, now what do we do? And she's like, we go eat. 
And he's like, this? <laughs> like, I I can pretty much guarantee there is no amount of money you could pay Luke Danes to eat a Pop-Tart or a mm-hmm. Slim Jim. Yeah. yeah, no, he's totally, like, Gwyneth Paltrow of this town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. With his jade eggs and weird IV diet that she has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I wonder, like, how, like how Scott Patterson even can like handle Luke's character sometimes. Cause I feel like he is so hot, hot running hot and cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like in previous episodes, like if there was other guys bidding on Lorelai's basket, he would have ran out there. And then this time he seems so hesitant and I wonder what his like play for that was. Yeah. I w- <sighs> is it that because that, um, I think the date, the date she went on with that younger guy. Yeah. And she has the conversation with him where she's like, you're always, you know, going to be around or I always want you around kind of thing. And it's like, so you not, I hate using the term friend zoned, but she kind of said like, I don't think we should date. I think we should just always be friends. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is like clearly a dating thing. Mm-hmm. So why would he make the effort to yeah. bid on the basket if it's not going to be a date? I don't know. That's yeah, kind but of the he vibe kind of runs hot and cold. Yeah, like he, he does. gets like so he picks and chooses when he's up wants to swoop in mm-hmm. and then when he pulls away. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Nope, I think so too. It makes me think of um the Sopranos with uh, Gandolfini, where they say, like, he was the nicest guy ever mm-hmm. offset or, you know, like behind the scenes. But then he had to play this horrible person to the point where he would put rocks in his shoes and walk on rocks to make himself feel frustrated and angry. Oh, wow. And I'm like... Uh, that's dedication I would never have. (laughs) Like, there's no way in hell. But you, the way Scott Patterson is able to do the running hot and cold, but make it feel like fluid is talent, I think. But I think he's pretty smart. I think he has a whole, like, line, plot line in mm-hmm. his head. I do, too. Of feelings. It's the long game. Yeah. He's in it for the long haul. So mm-hmm. we just watch that unfold. And he does ask a very interesting question when they're on their date. Yeah. So we can talk about that in a little bit here. Mm-hmm. At the end of the auction, Taylor says to grab their baskets and their dates and get going. We see Rory staring off into the distance, I'm sure watching Dean huff and puff away. And Jess goes, well, shall we? And she says, all right, come on. And they go on their date. Then we cut to Jackson approaching Kirk to buy his basket back. And Kirk goes into this whole long story about how he's never gotten a basket and he doesn't like to be bullied by people who have significant others that make him a basket. He says he has 12 brothers and sisters and the mom made all of them a basket except for him. And Kirk coming from a big family makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. he is so strange. Yeah. And 
like, okay, so this is not connected, but I started watching the shiny happy people or whatever, the documentary on the Duggar family, the 19 and counting. Mm -hmm. And they talk about like this buddy system they had growing up where it was like once the oldest kid would take care of the next kid and then that kid would take care of the next kid. And it's like, I wonder where Kirk was in that like 12 lineup because he just seems so disconnected that I wonder if it was just like a, my friends were my family kind of thing. And now he doesn't know how to like branch out from that. Mm -hmm. But he tells Jackson that if he wants the basket, he has to pay $250. That's crazy. <laughs> it's smart. I mean, yeah. and he knew that Jackson was going to do it. Yeah. Because Jackson at first offered him $10 more than what he paid and then offered him a little bit more. And then finally he was like, I really hope you're as pathetic as you sound. <laughs> and Kirk was like, you have no idea. <laughs> Poor Kirk. Uh, but Kirk's always hustling. Yep, he is. And we find out why much later in the series <laughs> that he suddenly has like millions of dollars from all of his side hustles. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then we cut to um, Lane and she's sitting there with her cousin and all of these baskets and it's past two o'clock and the payphone didn't ring. So she says she's going to try calling Henry to see what happened. And when she does, she discovers that the payphone is dead. And she suddenly needs change. She needs to get a phone so she can call Henry and figure out what's happening. And this is one of the moments where you're like, oh, yeah, this show, this would not be a problem today. Mm -hmm. There would have been ways around. Like the conflict would have had to be that Lane lost her phone. Yeah. And or her phone died. Right. And she didn't have his number memorized. But she wouldn't even have a pay phone. At that point, mm-hmm. once her phone died, you know what I mean? Like, pay phones are all gone. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, the new plot device. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, Yeah, totally. they wouldn't even brought up a pay phone. No. Unless, like, but then, yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we start to see her plan, like, start to unfoil, though. That's just, like, the plans that she has to make around her mother. Sometimes this is an example of when it does not work out. Yeah. Right. And it's it almost makes you wonder, like, is that much effort worth the relationship? Yeah. Or worth a a potential relationship? Mm -hmm. Like, if you have to put forth that much work to make it work, it's not worth your time. Yeah. I mean, she probably doesn't see it that way because, like, she this is the only way she knows how to, like, work it around her mom. Exactly. I couldn't imagine. No. Yeah, no, I, it's interesting because we know her, Mrs. Kim is like, she came from the school of hard knocks, like she's not going to let anything slide, but I do think we see a glimpse of something different in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very small, small glimpse, but yeah, poor Lane, man, I love her and I feel mm-hmm. like she's just got to. She's got to figure it out somehow. And I don't know. Yeah. So everyone's got their baskets. 
everyone's got their dates now, except for Lane. Obviously, we don't know what the future holds for her at this point in the episode. But we are uh, shortly coming up now on where I feel like it gets very choppy directionally, Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. we're cutting like very quickly from one thing to the next. And so as we watch this, I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts would be on how they could have done it more successfully mm-hmm. as we continue on here. Mm-hmm. We cut to Lorelai and Luke sitting at the gazebo and he says, now what do we do? And she says, we're supposed to be on the ground. That's what you do at a picnic. And he goes into his whole, like, grumpy thing of every time I see people sitting on the ground at a picnic, I'm like, go buy some chairs, you cheapskates. (laughs) And it's like, oh, my gosh. But he gets up and says he's going to go to the diner and make them some food and bring it back so they can eat. She acts all upset. And then he says he'll bring brownies. And she's like, "Hmm, suddenly I'm not upset anymore. Um, At that point... Lane interrupts Lorelai and Luke and asks for Lorelai's cell phone and she calls Henry. Henry answers and says, I couldn't get a hold of you, so I called your mom and then tried to sell her a subscription to the Wall Street Journal. And Lane's like, well, there's still time. You can come. You can make it. And he kind of just says this isn't worth all of the effort. Hmm. And she says, I promise I'll tell my mom soon. And and he ends up telling her that he's going to prom and he has asked someone else to go. And she um, does a great job with this reaction of just yeah. like the voice cracking and then saying, no, you should. You should go with someone else. I have to go now. And then she hangs up the phone. That's devastating. I know. It's sad. I, like, really feel for her. Yeah. At the same time, I don't blame Henry for being like, this isn't worth it. It's a lot. You can't even have a real relationship, and you're not given any closure of, like, oh, I'm going to tell my mom. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And Mrs. Kim would have loved him. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's so wrong with that, Lane? Like, what's wrong with your parents' approval on one thing, you know? But I think she wants things to be on her own terms, Mm -hmm. and that's not going to come with that that family dynamic. Mm -hmm. So that's where that ends with Lane. So she... uh, Well, no, she goes home. yeah, Yeah, she goes home. And then Mrs. Lane, or Mrs. Kim, excuse me, meets her. And says, your cousin was just here and he said you ran away. Who were you with? And she knew that it was the boy that tried to sell her the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that conversation. I know, right? me too. And Lane was like, well, he was perfect and he liked me and whatever. And and he was Korean. And he was, no, not yet. Oh, that didn't happen yet. Not yet, okay. no. And Mrs. Kim tells her to go upstairs and calm down. And she's like, fine. <laughs> And she stomps up the stairs, and then Mrs. Kim is like, that's not calming down. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where it ends. Poor Lane. Mm. I, 
it's really crappy. Like Lane kind of gets the short end of the stick, I think, relationship wise. Like if Adrian Brody would have stayed as Dave and not gone to the OC, I think there could have been some really wonderful things Mm -hmm. there. But his future changed Lane's future. Yeah. And I would have really liked to have seen what happened there because it was time for Lane to, like, have a win. Yeah. And it was disappointing when that didn't work out that way. Yeah, her storylines have always been a little, I don't know. Yeah, it feels almost like an afterthought sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard because it's like we get to see all of these other characters, like, blossom into their own. But I don't, I would honestly say I don't think we ever get to see Lane, like, truly get to be herself. Mm-hmm. Because she, you know, lives with the guys or whatever, but I think even then there are still challenges. And then she gets married and then she's pregnant right away. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't even get to enjoy. I shouldn't say enjoy. That's not the right word because people enjoy children. But <laughs> she doesn't get to live a life of for freedom her. for yeah. her. You know, it's always one label after another. She never just gets to be Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's. It's hard to have all of these different storylines in this episode because we get like Jackson and Suki have their whole thing that ends up, you know, fixing itself. And then we have the whole thing with Dean and Rory and Jess, which is kind of the big moment for the episode. Then we have the Lorelai and Luke, which is sweet and of its own thing. And then, of course, the one that gets disappointed is Lane. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dean, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just she always kind of takes one for the team. And it's like it reminds me of the musical Gypsy where she's like, when's it going to be my turn? (laughs) But yeah, I just read that Amy Sherman Palladino when I was trying to look up the fun fact of her today. And I don't know how current this is, what they were talking about. There was in talks of Amy doing a redo of Gypsy. Interesting. Okay. But I don't know. Recently? I didn't, I couldn't find a date on it, so I don't know if this was a couple of years ago or what. Got it. I mean, they do reference Gypsy I know. a lot. A ton. A lot. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So that's where we're at. Our next scene is um, probably my favorite one of the entire episode. So let's get into it. Whoop. All right, we are at the bridge with Rory and Jess, and they sit down to start their quote-unquote date. And Jess says this is his favorite place, and Rory says it's interesting that you have a favorite place in Stars Hollow for someone who hates it so much. And he says, well, right over there is where Luke pushed me in. And she's like, okay, happy memories. (laughs) And as they're sitting there, he's like, when do we start eating from the basket? Or excuse me, before that, Rory asks him point blank, why did you outbid Dean? And Jess says, well, if it makes you feel any better, I didn't intend to do that. Sure, Jan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, how could you not have the intention? 
like, you did it. You mm-hmm. intended to do that. Yeah. And he's like, well, he just got so mad and he's so tall. And I just thought it was funny. Why were you even there, Jess? Right. Exactly. Like, there's, whether you want to admit to it or not, there is intention. Yeah. He really likes to start shit. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I think once he saw how it got under Dean's skin, mm-hmm. he was all in at oh, that yeah. point. If Dean would not have reacted the same way, do you think Jess would have continued to bid on it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so too. I think he's kind of bullshitting her. Well, yeah, he absolutely is. Yeah. But. She just says she doesn't like to be in a fight with Dean, and he mm-hmm. apologizes for that. Then he asks when they can start eating it. He opens up the basket and says, there is nothing in here that I would eat. <laughs> and he opens up, like, this Tupperware container that has, like, rice or yeah, can't even cabbage or I don't know what. It's like cilantro rice. Yeah, <laughs> something weird. And um, he's like, Dean would eat this? And she's like, yeah, he would. And he takes a big bite out of it, and you can tell it's disgusting. And he's like, Dean is an idiot. And she's like, he would have never fallen for that. (laughs) But him taking a bite out of that, it means a lot more than just, I'm going to do what Dean does. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm going to do this to impress you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that you made this. And he doesn't know that they're bad cooks. Like, he doesn't know the Gilmore girls the Mm -hmm. way Dean knows them. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm just curious what what she would have tried to make. And why, if Dean wasn't going to eat it, why was it in the basket? Yeah. Can't Rory make, like, a little something? Didn't she make, like, a full-on thing for Dean? Like, I don't know. I I forget, like, it's been a little bit since I've watched the episode, but I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. she makes, like, that whole, like, steak dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I think she probably just was like, oh, oh, this is going to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll go get, like, something to eat somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like that was the equivalent of what Minnesotans would call a a salad. But it doesn't have any lettuce in it. It's just like <laughs> random crap that you find in your cupboards. It's like here's like marshmallow cool whip marshmallow and marshmallows cream. and yeah. <laughs> yep. Minnesotans, man. We love our salads. Oh yeah. And our hot dishes. Absolutely. But and food in our jello. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Macaroni exactly. salads. Yeah. <laughs> the more noodles, the better. Mm-hmm. Have the you more ever tried mayonnaise? a pickled salad before? No. Oh, man. Like a, some dill, and it's got mayonnaise and stuff, and um, yeah, then just like slices of pickle, and it's so good. Like everyone Weird. at my workplace, Yum. like we all just like, pickle pasta's there. We gotta go get it. <laughs> and I'm like, you gotta make more pickle pasta. Wait, are there noodles in it too? It. Yeah, it's like a penne noodle that they use. <gasps> Where is it from? Somebody um, makes it? I think it? they make it there. This is at the coffee shop at my place. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. So, and then I work, like, right there. So, we yeah. always walk over. But, yeah, everyone just, like, snags it up. And it's that like, oh, they good. have it. I got the last one. I'm like, oh. Can I just <laughs> smell it? Yeah. <laughs> just want to look at those pickles. Oh, is like, there mayo in it? 
Yeah, I don't like mayo, but I guess mayo is like a key ingredient in a lot of oh, salad. Oh, yeah, like yeah. double yeah, it's like, and But I, I don't like mayo like on Jessica Burger. No, I don't even like looking at it. You know, it's yeah, like I'm being either. a server. I'd like fill like you. for the yeah. day, and you're just like yeah. you once you put the clear wrap on, you get to like slap it like the tartar sauce. Yeah, <laughs> give it a nice little snack. I don't know, little, yeah, little jiggly, mm. but it is like good to like mix it. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah. I just bought vegan mayo, so yeah. maybe I'll have to try that mm-hmm. and see if it tastes any. You different. could like get some dip, like pickles and dip it in there. Yeah, dip it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. with my chickpea noodles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> might have to try that. Maybe that sounds really good. Anyway. <laughs> You wouldn't tell that we just ate lunch because we're, like, talking about pickle salad. Or that we're Minnesotan. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But, yeah, so they're sitting there, and it's very apparent that Jess has an ulterior motive, but he's not going to quite reveal that to Rory yet. So... (laughs) we cut to jackson and suki's date and he tells suki that he has to pay kirk off in installments for the basket and that he almost didn't take it because he didn't look like his picture in his id because kirk (laughs) was like i need two forms of identification for your check uh but they're sitting there And there's a beautiful spread. And Suki says, you know, like now if you want to talk about like us living together, you know, that thing we were talking about, we could talk about it now. And he's like, no. And she says, what? Excuse me? And he's like, no, it just seems like the moment's passed. It's not really that big of a deal living together. And she's like, right. No big deal. I don't care. No siree, Bob. She's like trying to like keep it together. And Jackson's like, I think we should get married. And it's so sweet. Just like it just like flows out of him because I feel like now he's like, I know we're on the same page now. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what? And he's like, I think we should get married soon. And she goes, are you pregnant? Oh, Suki. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, yes, I say yes. And she goes, you do know that means we'll have to live together, though, right? And he's like, yes, I know. Oh. And they share a cute little kiss. And it's like, yay, a win. Mm-hmm. A win for yes. someone. Mm-hmm. Finally, we're going to get a wedding. Yes. After I love we were weddings. promised one. Yeah. I love <laughs> weddings. Drinks all around. Yeah. <laughs> so very sweet and cute. And I just don't think Melissa McCarthy gets enough credit for her acting in this show. Oh, yeah. Because she looked so genuinely excited mm-hmm. in, like, the sweetest way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that we know her in this light. Because, like, once, like, Bridesmaids came out and... Totally different person. They just, like, kept her on, like, the Bridesmaids train, like, the same character. So, like, seeing her in Ursula when we saw The Little Mermaid, it was like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely. I just feel like there's something that that is so genuine and authentic mm-hmm. about her in this yes. show. Um But I don't think she got recognition for it. So mm-hmm. she had to pick, like, 
a different route to get herself to the forefront. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I just love Mm -hmm. her. I just love them. That's all I wrote was, I I just love them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's so sweet. Jackson asks her to marry him. She said yes! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We transition now back to Jackson, or excuse me, we were with Jackson and Suki. Now we are with Luke and Lorelai. And Lorelai says it's nice to sit down and just be outside and not working in the diner. And Luke says, I'll never admit to that. And they have this back and forth of calling each other stubborn. And Lorelai has one of my favorite quotes where she says, I am completely flexible as long as everything is the way I like it and I have control. And that is very much so a mantra of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Luke asks her, who did you want to get your basket? Before you saw the other men that Patty was setting you up with, who did you want to get it? Now, my question is, do you think that Luke asked that question? Who do you want? Who did you want to pick your basket? Because he wanted to hear his own name or because he was just genuinely curious what her thought process was behind doing the whole basket thing. Because it looked like most people did it because they had a significant other who they already knew was going to bid on their basket. Mm-hmm. Lorelai didn't have any idea. I don't know. I don't I didn't get the tone that he wanted to hear his name. Okay. Personally. I got the tone of, like, can you tell me what your fucking problem is? Yeah. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. what is your deal? Yeah. Yeah, he seems, like, a little short with her at the beginning of the scene. Mm -hmm. But then I think he comes around towards the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's it's nice. Yeah, when she says, like... I wanted, or she explains, last year I picked this guy because then I got this half off, and I was hoping the kid who cleans the gutters would pick my basket this year so I could get that half off. And he's like, oh, okay, so this is like an exchange for services then. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, that's what I've used it for in the past. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, someday you'll have somebody nice bid on your basket. And it'll all be worth it. And yeah. she was like, yeah, someday. Oh, there seemed to be a lot of hinting going on in there, though. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just seemed like it was an opportunity that came up for them to just kind of, like, mm-hmm. talk about it. But she was even kind of sending him some oh, hints, totally. too. Absolutely. Or just kind of like, you know, in, or if you want to, like, with your crush. Or She's like, you have a crazy, mad crush on I know, someone. like a secret crush. And it's yeah. just like, like you have with Luke. And then it, it's like the tone kind of changes. Mm-hmm. It's always this, like, cat and mouse game with yeah. them. It's like, yeah, I'm going to give you a little just to see how you'll react. Yeah. But then I'm going to pull back once you, like, yeah. feed into what Which I gave you. Which is perfect for Lorelai because she loves the chase. Yeah, mm-hmm. she exactly. doesn't want it to be easy. No. I don't think she ever likes easy. No. No. And once they have this little moment, Luke says, you know what? This is nice. Mm -hmm. And you could tell there was like a sweet moment that could have gone somewhere. (sighs) 
And then Dean shows up and he's like, I got to talk to you. Damn it, Dean. (laughs) Get out of here. Damn it, Dean. (laughs) Elise is like, you're cock blocking Luke. (laughs) But she goes down and she's like, how are you doing? And he's like, I'm not doing well. I went home to try to get it off my mind and I can't stop thinking about it. And she talks about... He talks about, like, how Jess is a bad influence and he doesn't want her around him. And Lorelai says, you sound jealous. And he's like, well, he makes me crazy. And she says, you know, we have to trust that she loves you. She's crazy about you. She's not going to let anything happen. And he goes, I hope you're right. And when he walks away, Lorelai kind of has this look on her face that maybe she was saying that to convince herself, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I mean, something just felt off about the end of that conversation mm-hmm. where she was like, oh, if you're this worried about it, maybe I need to be worried about it, too. Yeah, maybe that was like a realization after she had made him, Dean, feel better about it, that it was like, oh, you know, I hope I hope that's the intent that she's mm-hmm. doing. Well, yeah, like she's, or he tells her, well, Dean's, I don't like, or not Dean, um, Jess is like, I don't like him, he's getting fights at school, he's... Yeah, he's trying to make up all these scenarios where Jess sounds like a really shitty person to like mm-hmm. get Lorelai on his side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Lorelai's like, oh, wait, I, you know, I liked bad boys like that before. So maybe this is something to be worried about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think Lorelai just gets so swept up in her own stuff, even as a mom, that I think she misses the small moments that have been happening. Like, I don't even know if she knows that Rory rode the horse carriage with Jess. No. At the Bracebridge dinner. You know, like there have been all these little things that have been happening that Lorelai has been so into her own business that she has missed completely. And I think if she would have been paying attention closer, she could have picked up on that stuff. But... I don't know. So we're about to get to the second half of Rory and Jess's date. So let's see what happens there. Back on the bridge, Rory and Jess are talking about um, the Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. And Jess says he's tried to read it, but he can't get past the fact that the author is a total nut which is accurate information. And Rory says, just give it another chance. And she says she'll read Ernest Hemingway if he gives it a chance, but she doesn't like him. And Jess says, well, Ernest has nothing but lovely things to say about you. And I tried to look it up to see if that was like a reference or not. But all I found was that Ernest Hemingway does write about brunettes more. Hmm. He has like an interest in brunette women more than blonde women. The blonde women are typically the villain. Hmm. And he does have a character in one story with the last name Gilmore, but it's a man, not a woman. Hmm. So that's all I could find on that. But she then asks him point blank, why are you only nice to me? 
you're mean to Dean, you play games with Dean, but then you get here and you're nice to me. And he says, well, I have to play games with Dean so I can get here to be nice to you. And she's like, oh, so you did have a plan. And she like reverse psychology him into admitting that it was intentional. And he's like, I'm suddenly starving. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and now you're becoming very evasive. So I basically just caught you. Mm-hmm. But instead of being mad about it, she's like, okay, I'll play along. Let's go. Let's go get pizza. Let's go do other stuff. And it's like, girlfriend, you are in deep, in deep with the feels. Yep. And it's just very obvious that they have a different kind of connection. Hmm. It's not a, I don't know, you could just see that their connection is so much stronger, though, than she has with Dean, I think. It's just because, like, they, like, the passion of books and stuff, where Dean's like, oh, I just noticed you with that book. You look nice with that book. Yeah. But, like, the (laughs) fact that he actually loves to read like mm-hmm. they That's share that in yeah. common. It's a passion. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It's... She's maybe falling for him, you know. So because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dean's always like, "I'll go and watch you pick out books at yeah. the bookstore for hours." Yeah. But with Jess, they would pick out books together. Yeah. And talk about books yeah. together. Yeah. You can imagine the difference of conversations that she has with Dean compared to Jess. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're better with Jess. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure she's running out of things to converse with, with Dean. Uh, yeah. yeah. You can only talk about battle bots so much yeah. before you're like, okay, how great. do I upset Dean again? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like their, their relationship is very reminiscent of a first relationship mm-hmm. where you figure out what a relationship is. Mm-hmm. What are you going to be like in a relationship? And then eventually you let go of that because that's, it's not fulfilling things anymore. You've learned everything you need to know about a relationship Mm -hmm. and you can move on to the next one. Yeah. And I don't think she ever fell in love with Dean. No. And so like Jess is like, we've, Gilmore Girls is showing Rory with like her first relationship and then now it's going into what will be her first love. I yeah. think. Nope, I, I completely don't agree. If, I think Jess mm-hmm. is the first guy she falls in love with. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder is if it is Jess is the first guy that she falls in love with, is this the foundation of like starting how Rory starts to che- like she's kind of like a cheater. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is a cheater. Yeah. And I wonder if some of that is introduced because of this scenario scenario of falling in love with Jess and then having to sneak it. So in the future, she's always like subconsciously craving that. Yeah. I think that makes a very good point. Um, part of me too thinks that if this is the basis of her relationships, then all of her relationships are going to start out as a secret. Mm-hmm. I mean, look well, at how like Dean even started off as a secret. Dean was mm-hmm. a secret, and then Jess was a secret, and then she goes back to Dean. That's a secret. Mm-hmm. She starts dating Logan, and that doesn't start out public either. 
So she like creates this scenario in her mind where it's like, if I'm starting a new relationship, I need to keep it under wraps Mm -hmm. because I don't want the judgment from everybody because look at how much judgment she's getting for just being quote unquote friends with Jess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe she doesn't quite know what it is yet either. Right. Like you're just like going to leave your boyfriend that you've been with to be with someone else. So she's, she may be exploring the idea. Right. And I think there is an element of that too. It's like Jess presents something new and different. Mm Mm-hmm. And for Rory, it's like, well, this is what I know. This is where I've grown up. This is all I know. And all of the smart guys at my school are idiots. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to date somebody like that. But here's somebody who's smart and not an idiot. And I can see every time I go home. So she can keep her home life and her school life separate like she's always wanted to anyway. Yeah. She's definitely not attracted to, like, skis balls. Like, I forget the character name, but Chad Michael Murray's character. Yeah, Tristan. Yeah. Such yeah. skis. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and she, had, she just had no interest. But then even that, like, kind of, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's when you like grow up and start to blossom as a, a young woman, and yeah. uh, you know it's just like all of a sudden like guys are you know starting to come into the picture. But mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I don't make some mistakes. <laughs> I feel like you I can't love a mistake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like you. It's hard, too, because it's like you don't want to just blame it on hormones because mm-hmm. I'm absolutely sure there there is an element of that to this. But also it's just new mm-hmm. and it's somebody nobody else knows. She gets to know Jess by herself. And he's interesting because he's not what she thought. Right. right. So, like, it's even more interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's different with her. He is different with her, and I think that she likes that. Mm-hmm. I think she loves that, that she gets to see a side of him that no one else does. But that also puts her on the forefront to battle everyone who's like, he's not a good person. And she's like, well, you just don't know him like I do. Okay, well, when's he going to be good to everyone instead of just you? Mm-hmm. And that's where she gets kind of caught in the middle of a lot of things. But this episode definitely uh, shows us the switch from her just wanting to be friends to exploring something more. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rory's coming home, and she's got a bag from the bookstore, and she said she just wandered around town for a little bit, and that she got Lorelai the script for the children's hour. Have you ever read The Children's Hour? Um, I, I think we had to for Maxine's class. I was going to say, I just, when I heard Children's Hour, I was like, Maxine. I yeah. Felt, I just, like, her, she popped in my head. Yeah. I think we had to read that. I haven't, like, read the whole play, but um, Kayla and I did a scene from there the first year I went to KCACTF. Uh, okay. okay. Got it. That's all I know. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe that's how I, yeah. I know. I don't, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. I know it's not Talked like about. a peppy show. 
So it's interesting that she, like, wanted to read it. Yeah. But also, I'm not familiar with the movie Julia. So I don't know where, how that reference. The same actor. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, But it looked like there was another movie made with, um, what is her, Elizabeth Moss and Kira Knightley or something that has to do with the children's hour or something similar to the children's hour when I was looking it up. And I was like, okay, maybe I would watch that because I do like Elizabeth Moss. Oh, that's right. Children's hour is about, she's accused of being, she's a teacher that's being accused of Mm -hmm. being a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. And Julia... Because it's Audrey, it's Catherine Hepburn or Audrey. I think it's Audrey Hepburn that's in the movie. Children, uh, Children's Hour is starred by, is starring Lillian Hellman. And Julia is a Lillian Hellman as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so... Wait, no, Lillian Hellman is... Sorry. I'm just learning how to read. No, you're <laughs> fine. Lillian Hellman... Is a that who's that's who wrote it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I see that here. She wrote the movie too. Oh no, the and, Ju- and Julia. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Um, but yeah, it's a it's an interesting story. So as Rory's walking back to her room, Lorelai stops her and she's like, "Well, who were you with?" And Rory's like, "Oh, Jess." We just went to the bookstore and then had pizza and walked around town. And she, like, tries to keep walking because she knows what's Mm -hmm. coming. Yeah, she's like, just. Yeah. And Lorelai's like, hmm. And, like, kind of follows her to her room. And she's like, well, how was it? And she was like, oh, it was, you know, fine. We just sat and talked and ate and, you know, whatever, looked at books and this turns into an argument of, I don't know if I like you spending time with him because of things I hear, like the vandalism and the stealing and the fighting. And Rory says, well, where did you hear about the fighting? And she says, well, Dean told me. And she goes, you're talking to Dean about this? And Lorelai says, no, no, no. He came to me to talk about it. He's really upset. And Dean had the intention of coming over that evening to kind of like smooth things over. Once Rory finds out that Dean and Lorelai were, she feels like conspiring against her. She goes to walk out and she's like, I'm going for a walk. And Lorelai's like, Dean's going to be here any minute. And she's like, well, he probably wanted to talk to you anyway. And so my question is, who, who is in the right? Who is in the wrong? Is Lorelai overstepping? Or is Rory feeling like she's being caught? I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Like, Lorelai needs to kind of, like, check how she's going about it. But mm-hmm. I think that she's getting this feeling that Rory is because it's like, oh, you went out 
for more things. You're going mm-hmm. for pizza and books. You're you're hanging out. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I think she's trying to get more out of Rory because she may know there's more there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, too, old Rory would have gone on the date, the, like, lunch, and then gone to fix things with Dean right away. Mm-hmm. But she didn't. She prolonged the entire day with Jess instead. Yep. And do you so if this was Tristan, do you think she would have had the picnic with Tristan? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. I don't think she would have so pulled the rules off that one. It can't be. No, I'm just saying like this is not old Rory here. But old Rory, like when her and Dean first started dating, maybe she wouldn't have even gone on the date then. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, like I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think this is Jess. Yeah, this is all Jess. Yeah. Like if it was Tristan, I don't think she would have gone. Yeah, I think that's a good point too. I don't think she's mad about this happening, but how it happened. Right. But maybe she would go on a date with Tris. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to know. It's because because Rory is having like this character shift. I don't think we as the audience even know what to believe sometimes. Yeah. Because it's like she says, well, it's tradition. Okay, well, what if it was Tristan Tristan that bit on the basket? Would she still go? If if she's saying it's because of tradition, yeah. then yes, she would. Mm-hmm. But if it's because it's Jess and she uses that as her excuse, well, that's kind of a conniving way to get around mm-hmm. what you really want. So it's going to the bookstore and the pizza is really the clincher of that. Correct. I want to be doing this. Yeah, I think. So if they didn't do that, we wouldn't have necessarily known maybe mm-hmm. what her right. intention was. Right. I think the fact that she... That she made the conscious choice to continue the day with him says everything we need to know. Because she didn't have to go to pizza or record or, you know, bookstore shopping. She could have just said, like, actually, like, now that this is done, I have to go smooth things over with Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she was just ready to be like, all right, well, I'm going to stop, you know, trying to get it out of you. Like, let's go get pizza. You know, mm-hmm. she's just like, OK, fine. Yeah, because she got yeah. her answer. She yeah. knew what the she knew that that was intended, mm-hmm. and I think she liked that. Or I know she liked that. Mm-hmm. I just realized we didn't. Did we cover that? She lost her bracelet. No. Oh my gosh. At the no, we didn't. Oh my gosh. No. Okay, so let's cover that. So when their date is over, and they go to get pizza. She leaves behind the bracelet that Dean made for her. That was the first thing he ever gave to her. And she never took it off, ever. And Jess finds it and puts it in his pocket. For future conflict. uh (laughs) Future conflict, exactly. Well, and Lorelai sets up the gutters, too. Because that happens in a future episode where Jess cleans out the gutters. Mm -hmm. So there was, like, a lot of, like, little eggs in this episode. But at this point, I think this goes back to what we've talked about a million times before, where Lorelai only pulls out the mom card when she thinks it's going to give her, like, the upper hand in an argument. 
where she's like, I don't want you seeing that boy because he is A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But it's like... And I've been there and I've done that. Right. But it's like Rory says, you didn't like Dean at first. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I didn't know him. And she's like, okay, you don't know Jess. How do you know you're not going to like him? And it's kind of like Rory is looking for an out from Lorelai. Okay, well, if you like Jess, then you need to tell Dean. But she's not going to say that because she doesn't want her to be with Jess. So it's like this back and forth, and it almost becomes because my mom doesn't want it, I want it more. Mm-hmm. And she starts to become like a mini Lorelai. I mean, this is like the age that Lorelai met Christopher. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of like history repeating itself in a sense. She is her mother's daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we kind of see how that plays out coming up. And I think also how Lorelai handles things. She starts to realize it's more and more reminiscent of her own mother. And that definitely plays a key part into this next scene. All right. It is Friday night dinner and no Richard, but we had Richard the entire last episode. So we'll let it slide this time. But the three Gilmore girls are sitting around the table. Emily is going on and on and on about Richard joining a cigar club, whatever, And she discovers that the girls are very quiet. And she asks Rory, like, what's going on? And um, she says, you know, there's nothing really new. And then she says, well, how's Dean? She goes, he's been rather chatty lately and looks over at Lorelai. And then she says, oh, well, Lorelai, how's how's work? How's things at home? And she goes, hmm. Things are fine. It's been pretty quiet at home lately. And Emily's like, what is going on? Like, somebody please tell me what's going on. Rory gets a page and immediately Lorelai goes on the, who is it? Who is that from? Who are you talking to? Who's trying to get a hold of you? Is it Jess? And the whole time Emily is like, what? What did I miss? Like, when did this start? Yeah, who's (laughs) Jess? And... Does she even go to this school? (laughs) She doesn't even go here. (laughs) I just have a lot of feelings. (laughs) I want my picture back. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, first of all, why does everything have to erupt in front of Emily? Because it should not be that way. No, but it she's always not is. not the mediator. No. And she's not a good mediator. No. Like, Ro- Jess, or excuse me, Lorelai explains who Jess is and what's going on and that he's not a good guy. And Emily says, Rory, if your mom thinks that he is not good company, then you should not be with him. Don't be around him. And Lorelai goes, thanks, mom. Like, they agreed on something. And Rory said, suddenly I'm not feeling very hungry anymore. And she grabs her, like, minuscule purse and, like, marches into the study. (laughs) And we're just, like, laughing at the way she's, like, walking (laughs) with this handbag. And just, like, marching like she's an adult with her purse. 
that's big enough to like hold a pager (laughs) and that's it. And she slumps down in the chair and she tries to call Lane and Mrs. Kim answers and she says it's after nine and Rory goes, I know it's after nine. I will never call after nine again if you just let me talk to Lane this one time. So Mrs. Kim says, okay. And I'm shocked that she said yes because she never says yes to that stuff. But she goes upstairs, she knocks on Lane's door, and Lane says she's not in the mood to talk. And so Mrs. Kim tells Rory she'll have to call later. And then Rory's stuck sitting in the study alone. So my first question is, why do you think Mrs. Kim made the exception for the phone call? Because normally she would not. I'm really surprised myself because, you know... Lane's in trouble. Yeah. She, I'm pretty sure she's still grounded after this episode <laughs> for her wrongdoing, even though it was... He for, ended up being a Korean boy, and she's still grounded. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, I don't know. It's it's a surprise. It's like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Maybe she feels a little bad. That, yeah. I think you know. she sees that... Lane is a different upset than she's ever seen before, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But this also opens up for her to go into the room because she's in front of the door. And, yeah, you know. Yeah, because then once she goes into the room, she's like, it's after nine. It's too early to be in bed. Come downstairs and have tea with me. And she was like, I don't want to go downstairs. I don't want to have tea. Please, like, leave me alone. And she said, I know you're upset about this boy, but... I have these rules to keep you safe and protect you. And this is why I didn't want this happening because now you are upset and you don't want to leave your bed. So Lane ends up telling Mrs. Kim that his name was Henry Cho and Mrs. Kim goes Cho. And she says, yes, Cho, that sounds Korean. And she's like, he is Korean and he was really nice. And he's a camp counselor at Bible camp. And he was so nice and and he liked me and I should have just told you about him. And and he wants to be a doctor. And she's like, Henry Cho, a doctor. Maybe I can call his mother. (laughs) And it's like, oh, are you sure he's Korean? Yeah. (laughs) She goes, Cho, that sounds Korean. (laughs) Yeah. And I just love the immediate like, oh, no, what have we done here? Yeah. And she's like, I can fix this. I'll fix mm. this for you. And Lane's like, don't bother. Yeah. It's over now. Is and, it, is it, does it have to be though? That's, yeah, exactly. It's, like it could be like, I talked to my mother. Now we can sort this out. I mean, they may not go to prom together, but I forget. You know. Is this the end of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, it's the I, end. Bored me. I'm always like, oh yeah, yeah Henry. Well, I mean, we didn't really get to know him. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. like, he did a a business scene for his Shakespeare play, and that was all I needed to see to be like, <laughs> nah. Yeah. It's cool, Henry. You do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could see the devastation in Lane. She wouldn't even talk to Rory because yeah. she just... Well, you, I would not want to talk to Rory either. The last I'm person. sure she heard about the picnic basket debacle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so sure. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to hear about your perfect problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rory. you have two boys pining over you. Well, I have none, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, Lane always gets the short end of the stick mm-hmm. in these situations. But, but I think this is going to further why Rory reaches out to 
in com- oh, coming up at the very end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that she couldn't talk to Lane. Right. And I think that kind of further pushed her into That's the, her true. later phone call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, too, this next scene kind of says a lot about Lorelai and the boundary issues she has with, like, parenting versus being a best friend. Mm -hmm. So I want, like, let's pay attention to, like, where the tone shifts. Because at first, Emily and Lorelai are all buddy-buddy. Like, yeah, we're in agreement. Like, she shouldn't talk to that guy. And then all of a sudden it shifts. Mm -hmm. So I want to see if we can, like, figure out when that turning point is in that conversation. All right. We cut back to... Lorelai and Emily, and they are discussing what just happened. And Emily says, you know, I don't always say this, but I agree with you 100%. If you think that this Jess is not a good person, she shouldn't be around him. We all know what a a bad egg can do to influence a good girl. And... This kind of starts into a spiral of you need to do whatever you can to keep her under lock and key. You are her eyes, her brain, everything. You need to be the one that controls the situation and stops her from making any bad decisions. And Lorelai's like, I don't think she's going to make any bad decisions. And Emily says, not if you do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And we were just talking, when is that shift, when does that shift happen? And I think it's when Laurel or when Emily starts listing quite possibly all of the things that they did to her mm-hmm. when she stopped following the rules. And she was not successful at parenting with that no. technique either. Right, right. And so I think it's like, while my mother and I can agree that this is not a good situation. We don't have the same philosophy on how to handle it. And my mom is not going to have good advice in that area because I still got away. And that's when Lorelai realizes, all right, I need to fix this problem. And she goes in to talk to Rory and she says, I got spooked. Like, She says, I don't know Jess, but I have to trust that you are a good judgment of character and that, you know, the fact that he likes you gets him some brownie points, but you need to be careful, like really careful. And she says she needs to cut Dean some slack as well because he's crazy about her and he just, you know, doesn't want to see her go. And they kind of make up. They have this little moment. Um, and that's where Friday night dinner ends there. I think she handled it well at that point. Yeah. I mean, obviously it would have cut short for the rest of the episode if we would have just done it that way. But right, it, I think that these fights actually give lessons to both of them where they're like, I, this is how I meant Mm-hmm. I like when they have their makeup chats. Like, yeah. And can admit when they're wrong. At, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. 
Yeah. It's very And healthy. I mean, this is like very, um, <laughs> what did you say? I said it's very healthy. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I think there was a bit of foreshadowing to that earlier when Lorelai says she can be flexible as long as everything is the way that she wants it to be and she has control of it. Well, she doesn't want things to change with Rory. Things are good. Things are fine. She doesn't have to worry about Rory, but now Rory's doing something that causes her to worry, and now that occupies more space in her mind Mm -hmm. than she wants the time for or has the time for. Um, But I do think it was good on Lorelai to admit that she was wrong and um, give Rory the benefit of the doubt. Mm Mm-hmm. Do I think that means Lorelai is just going to, like, forget everything? No. I think Lorelai is going to hold on to those feelings no matter what. Because she knows that Mm -hmm. something's going on. Yeah. The office has become the place where they seem to Mm -hmm. patch things up. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) They... They go to be upset, and then they make up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and like they say, it looks like those feelings had been going on for an entire week now. Mm -hmm. So it's like they've been festering with that for a long time. Like it was going to come out eventually. And those two can't not talk. Mm -hmm. It's got to come out one way or another. Uh, But then we shift. Time shift, though. That's weird. Yeah. To me. I know. Because, like, I think of, like, Lane still crying in her bed a week later. Yeah. Well, she must be going to. to I didn't think about it that way. I just thought of it now when you said that. It's been, like, a week. I mean. Or, like, a couple days. Yeah. Well, I mean, assuming that the bid on the basket was the weekend. Right? Because it's, like, during the day. Yeah. And like then, Sunday, maybe. Yeah, like a Sunday. And then you go from Sunday to Friday. I mean, Lane, she loves hard, whether the feeling yeah. is mutual or not. Mm-hmm. So that could be part so of that it. that makes me think of a question. Does she... Wait, you haven't addressed... Okay. I'm going to wait. Okay. But that might be the reason why her mom allowed Rory to, like... Even though it was after nine, that might be like, well, yeah, because maybe girl she's has been not in left the bed. Like, yeah. Yeah. So Lane come downstairs with me, because she probably hasn't been talking much to her mother either. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, so Lane probably for sure heard about the whole Jess and yeah, yeah, because she if she's going to school, then yes, yeah, and she is, because that was a few episodes ago that her mm-hmm. mom pulled her out of school because she was grounded, but that has changed now. Um, so they get home. Lorelai says she needs to take a shower and shave her head because her mother agreed with her and tells Rory to pick out a movie. Rory's like, okay. So Lorelai goes upstairs and the minute she goes upstairs, you can already see like Rory's cheeks are flushed. Like they're turning rosy pink and she grabs the phone. She goes into her room and she shuts the door and She calls someone, and me, like, being young and naive the first time I watched this, I was like, well, she can't be calling Lane, because Lane already said she didn't want to talk to her, so she's probably calling Dean. No. Nope. She's calling (laughs) Jess. 
And Elise pointed out Jess had that phone right next to the bed. Mm. And that makes more sense if more time has gone by. So have they been talking before? I think so. Yeah. They've had to. Well, I mean, he's kind of just like, oh, you called. And she's just like, yeah, is that okay? You Mm. know? I don't know. Why would he have the, the phone it's not like the phone was right next to the bed. It was on, because, like, his bed is set up. So on there's the Luke's floor. bed. Yeah. And then, his, and then his bed is, like, right at the end of Luke's bed. So then right. the phone was on Luke's bed. That's a weird place to put the phone. That's weird. Yep. Well, they've been doing phone, secret phone calls. Mm-hmm. For they've had a two. second, you said phones, and then you said secret <laughs> phone calls, and I was like... <laughs> Excuse oh. me, are you reading fan fiction that I don't know about or what's going Gilmore on? Gilmore Girls they Veronica. Secret <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, okay. Calls. Mm. I'm sure there's a fan fiction about it somewhere, but yeah. So, and while they are talking on the phone, he has the bracelet in his hand. And she says, just give it another chance because he's now reading the fountainhead. And she goes, if you don't like it, I, I'll owe you one or whatever. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to hold you to that. And she kind of gets a little, like, flustered. Yeah, I would, too. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> Do not tell me to hold, hold on. on to anything. Oh, you're going to hold me to things. What? Yeah. So I think it's safe to say Dean is done. I don't think there's any coming back now from this. If she's calling him on the phone Mm -hmm. late at night, yeah. Well, and he's holding her bracelet. Right. Does he know that Dean gave it to her? I mean, for all he knows, it's just her bracelet. So he's just, like, holding on to her. He doesn't know the implications of the bracelet. But you can tell that he's really into her because, like, he's holding on to it. It's hers. Mm -hmm. It's touched Mm -hmm. her skins. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and two, it's like, if I have this, mm-hmm. I know I'll see her again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can be the hero. And she's like, I've lost my bracelet. And he's like, oh, I'll help you look for it. Oh. I found it. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of, of planning going on here. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's. So do you think that he would have took that bracelet if he knew it was from Dean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think he still would have taken it? Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. But not probably for the same reason, maybe. Yeah. No. I don't know. Maybe for the same reason. No. I just can't imagine him like being like, oh, I want to touch this. No. I think no. it's you know? like once he finds out if it's from Dean, then he's going to use it for other reasons. Yeah. yeah. Probably. It'd be a different reason than when he yeah. has it now where yes, he thinks correct. it's charming. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Correct. Mm. Yeah. Because you can tell when he finds out it's from Dean, he has like a, a shift in his conscience. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But yeah. That's the end of the episode. It ends with the two of them on the phone talking about the book. I'd be so curious how that phone call ended. Right. I know. She was supposed to look for a movie. You'd think Lorelai's going to come downstairs and be like, all right, kid, what movie are we watching? Yeah. And it's just like, who are you talking to? No one. Well, and I remember, like, the old phones, like... If I was on a cordless phone somewhere in the house, we mm-hmm. had another cordless phone oh, yeah. that would have a light that said, like, in use. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah. you're risking a lot there. Yeah. But, uh. whatever. I think it's, <laughs> I'm overthinking it, but yeah. I would be like, why 
wouldn't she know that Rory's on the phone? Well, she's in the shower. She's getting yeah. ready to go in the shower. Oh. Yeah. So she's like, I can buy myself a little time. We can pick mm-hmm. out a movie, no problem. Yeah. Or we could just pick it out together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I can't decide. Tell me about what movies you like. Yeah. yeah. Here's mm-hmm. mom coming down the stairs. Okay, gotta go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, like, Lorelai, like, announces before she gets in a room, too, which is yeah. really nice. Yeah. She's always, yeah. like, yelling, like, what's going on, you know, or, yeah. you know, yeah. she's, like, one of those big personalities. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I could she's see her coming quiet. to She's yeah. not Miss, like, Miss Kim. Yeah. <laughs> no. She'd, like, sneak up on you. Oh, and I could definitely see her just, like, ready to come down the stairs and be like, what are we watching, kiddo? And yeah. Roy being like, I'm just, I'm going to uh, change into something more comfortable real quick. I'll be right out. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep, there's a change in the wind, says I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's, it's palpitating. Yeah. Mm. It's only going to get worse from here. Mm-hmm. Or better, depending on how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> I feel better. But it yeah. could, I know people are not crazy about how this all goes down. But I like the change. I like Rory having a storyline mm-hmm. and character development. Because she was, she was boring. boring. Yeah. She we needed is, some excitement. Which is based mm-hmm. the music. Yeah. 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 This is good writing. Mm-hmm. Amy good did an excellent job with this episode. Yeah. Um, Very eventful. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Okay, how do we get all of this done in one episode? Yeah. I know. We'll have people bid on baskets and be forced to go on dates. And then we'll have all of this stuff happen. And I'm yeah. like, how do you yeah. come up with this? This episode didn't feel like where we had, we've had episodes where when we're like, okay, well, they're obviously presenting a conflict and they're dragging it out just to make this whole episode work. Right. Mm-hmm. Where this one is just like so much access. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why the transitions are just kind of bonkers is because it's like, all right, and now this big thing and now this big thing yeah. where it's just mm-hmm. like by the end of the episode, you're just like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> exactly. It just like doesn't end when you think like that's it for like the episode and then this happens and then this happens. It's mm-hmm. like, wow. I mean, that's, I mean, that makes up for a really good storyline Mm-hmm. Because then there's just, you want conflict. You want, that's what makes good television. Yeah. And so. the last two episodes, there hasn't been a lot of conflict. Yeah. It's time. I mean, the last episode <laughs> had the whole, like, Richard and Dean fighting over the car mm-hmm. or whatever. But, like, that wasn't conflict. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, whatever. So it's nice to have conflict. But this was, like, a lot of conflict. Yeah. But... Yeah, let's, uh... <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go. We're drained. Let's go into the, the town meeting and talk about our baskets. We call this town meeting to order. This episode had 26 pop culture references, so not as many as we usually have, but let's get into the fun stuff. All right, for this town meeting, I mentioned in the beginning of the episode we would be all bringing our own baskets, and I will post pictures of the baskets and um, a video of Elise's basket on our Instagram. <laughs> it's pretty for sure. amazing. I'm just yeah. Kidding. So <laughs> I tasked us all with bringing our own basket that we would like put up for auction, 
and we had to fill it with things that we liked or that we'd want to share or whatever. And each of us got to um, share our baskets. And then we all had like a picnic lunch on my living room floor. So it was really nice. A nice like break in between everything. So uh, Jenny, let's start with you. Do you want (laughs) to just say like what was in your basket? Why you picked those things? Whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm very much a a Lorelai in that sense. I do not cook. Like I am, I bring personality and maybe some wine. Yeah. Um, You're always like, I'll bring the dessert. Yeah. I'll bring the wine. And then someone else is, I'm like, oh gosh, what else am I going to bring? So yeah, mine was very much like. (laughs) Uh, think of pirate's booty, um, like those meat and cheese trays that you get at Target, mm-hmm. and um, a limoncello, LaCroix, or <laughs> like, as I like to say, LaCroix. LaCroix. Um, and yeah. then, you know, some mats, uh fruit snacks for dessert, because it's delight. Um, I mean, honestly... <laughs> Better than two pop tarts and a slim. I know. I went above that. You know, (laughs) I it was basically like uh, I was very busy, so I was kind of like, oh, what do I have? So I, I just packed myself my regular lunch. Yeah, and I'm like, this is shareable. I mean, a little charcuterie board, very fancy. You don't have to Mm -hmm. get too fancy, right? But you know, anyone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and they're like in between. Lorelai and Suki. Like, yeah. That fine line middle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, Elise, do you want to reveal your amazing picnic basket? Yeah, I, I, I made mine Jaws themed. So when you open it, it's the inside of the shark's mouth. Yeah. And so then, you were like very evasive <laughs> on your basket. <laughs> Like, is that teeth? I, like, I need a lid. Because I've, like, looked so she, many words. So I this where I've lived on a basket. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, like, shopping for baskets for my classroom. And I was like, well, I have a few baskets. Um, I have some that have lids. And you were like, I need to have a lid. <laughs> you don't understand it needs to have a lid. And I'm like, okay. I think it will make sense when you see it. <laughs> and I was like, well, can you just tell me, like, what needs to go in it so I know, like, what size? And she's like, No. <laughs> I was like, okay. And it wouldn't be a surprise then. And she brought it in like all wrapped up and and tucked away. And I was like, what the heck? And then I walked by Jenny and she goes, are those teeth? Because <laughs> <laughs> like all the little shark teeth are just made yeah. out of styrofoam. And so they're sticking out of the basket. And there's like little people in the basket. Yeah, about little miniature figurine people and hot glued them on red tissue paper that's representing blood (laughs) (laughs) but then when you open it and my really need to open because it needs to look like a shark's mouth obviously but also i need the card because i got one of those greeting cards that you can make your own personalized greeting on and i just recorded the jaws theme so when you open it you can hear the yeah dunna it's crazy i packed swedish swedish fish a can of tuna. Chicken I, of the sea. Chicken of the sea. <laughs> Shout out Jessica Simpson. Then I got some of those red lobster biscuits and I made some with extra cheese. It was good. Mm-hmm. And got sushi. And that was it. Yeah, it was good. I I should not have been surprised that you went like full theme. Yeah, that's what I want someone to buy my Jaws 
basket. <laughs> Ted Lasso, like straws. I know. I was so happy mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. he referenced it. Well, I just went with my own lunch, basically. <laughs> and I did half of a PB&J, which is also a representation of Bryn and my relationship. Um, and then applesauce and celery and gluten-free Oreos. And then I went with like a quinoa salad because it reminded me of what Rory made Mm -hmm. when Jess said he was an, Dean was an idiot. And I was like, Bryn would never eat that. (laughs) So that's why I I did that. I love some quinoa though. But it was fun. I liked making my own basket. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about this episode for such a long time. Um, Yeah. So that's it. That's all we've got. Um, Our next episode is season two, episode 14. It should have been Lorelai. We get to meet Sherry for the first time. It's a big one. And we will have two guests. We'll have Mary back again. And then her boyfriend, Christian, will also be joining us. Yay! Yeah. So it'll be really fun. Um, It's another, like, big episode. Uh And... There's a lot of feels in that one, but I'm excited because I love the actress who plays Sherry. Me too. She's great. So look for our posts on Instagram of the baskets. I can't wait to share them with you. Uh, You can find us at underscore growing up Gilmore underscore on Instagram and TikTok where we put our pop culture videos and other little videos that have to do with Gilmore Girls. And uh, the lists are up on Pinterest, and I will make sure to link the season two playlists for Spotify and Apple Music in the description below as well. Jenny, where can people find you? Because you didn't even tell us about your, like, fashion blog. You need to, like... oh. Fill the people in. I didn't know we needed to fill the people in. Well, <laughs> just, I didn't know the people wanted to know. The people need to know. <laughs> I'm yes, I have a obsession with clothes, and I share my outfits on Instagram. Um, if you're interested in clothes and want to see my looks, it's under uh, Jenny May J E N N Y M A E underscore Kitchery. I can't help you with the spelling on that one, but I'll if you start, it. yep, I'll link it below. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's cute. It's that. super cute. <laughs> Lots Very of great, cute. great outfits, and um, and you have a great closet too. Yes, and yeah, you would also see because we're going to see Taylor Swift soon, yes. and we're all like dressing up with the era, so mm-hmm. that'll It'll definitely be, be on there. So. Yeah. Uh, Jenny, thank you so much Yay. for being yeah, here. Thanks for having me. It this was is really real fun. nice. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. like a chill, you know. It's great. It's fun yeah. when it's fun. Yeah. We'll get you back for another one. Absolutely. Can't wait. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.